curious vedant and welcome to my podcast today my guest is raj rangaswamy from florida the united states of america he is a civil engineer and is the co-chairman of consor engineering consor engineering specializes in the planning and construction of roads and bridges hi raj welcome to my show thanks vedant uh, it's great uh, talking to you and i really enjoyed your company while you were back here in florida so nice to talk to you now yes even i'm excited to have you on my podcast this is going to be a fun interview i have a feeling oh great yeah thank you let's have some fun so in my research i learned that engineering is all about solving problems i'm curious to know what type of problems do civil engineers like you solve civil engineering is like a ocean right i mean it's got every kind of disciplines in it from building construction from roads and bridge building and uh, multi story skyscrapers and every kind of structures what i focus on is on the management of roads and bridges the type of problem i get to work on is mostly related to some of the interpretation of the contract drawings sometimes there is always a dispute on what exactly the contract document meant and that's where i come in and tell them okay this is how it should be and try to find an agreement between the contractor and the government so it's a sort of a human problem solving in answer to your question you know it's not uh, sometimes it's engineering related problem solving sometimes it's more like resolving the conflicts among the personality what are contract drawings i know what contract means it means signing something to get your new house what does a contract drawing mean um the contract drawing means before let me explain in the context of a road building right if you have to build a road someone has to draw sketches or plans it got to show exactly how the road is going to be constructed what kind of foundation the road should have and how the road how deep it should be how wide it should be all those things has to be detailed out in a set of drawings before you tell somebody to build it and that is called contract drawings and that's done by engineers professional engineers in universe so not only buildings have foundations even roads have foundation yes they do roads and bridges also have foundations uh the material is different and how it is constructed in a road is different than how it's constructed in buildings and also how it's constructed on bridges foundation is there in every discipline i never knew all of that Oh. what are the different types of bridges um there are uh, starting with a very simple bridge where you put a concrete uh, slab over two columns right uh or we explain in the layman terms two pillars those are like simple bridges and as the distance between like if you are crossing a 
small river, then the bridges gets complicated. It will be one type of bridges is a segmental bridge where you build the bridge in smaller pieces called segments. And then in some cases, you want bridges to move up when the, when the ship comes in a waterway. Like for example, there is intracoastal or backwaters. You want a bridge, but when the boat comes up, you want the bridge to move up. Those are called bascule bridges. And those are the ones which are most complicated but it helps the people because when there is no boat traffic, uh, the vehicle traffic can go over the bridge. And when the big uh, boats come along, then they stop the vehicle traffic. They pick up the bridge up, the bridge moves up, and the boat can go through the channel. So there are different types of bridges like that. Are bridges only for cars and other vehicles, or can there be bridges only for people? Um, there are three different instances I've seen. Um, most of the bridges are for cars and for people. And there are some instances called pedestrian bridges, which are purely for uh, pedestrian to walk. Those are smaller bridges, uh, narrow bridges. That's only for the people. And there are some type of bridges which carry water. They are also called aqueducts. Uh, basically, it carries water from one place to the other and it goes over a bridge. I have visited many bridges like the Brooklyn Bridge, George Washington Bridge, and I have also seen drawbridges in Boston. But those bridges are so complicated and so long. How, how long does it take to build them? Some of these bridges, it'll take at least three years to build one, uh, especially if you're looking at, uh, I mean, I'm talking about the modern times, you know, because uh, now the technology has changed. Uh, they can build a bridge like Brooklyn Bridge in probably three years, right? Whereas a drawbridge are also called the bascule bridges. Bascule means seesaw. That's where the word came from. Uh, those things take at least two years to build at least. And it could take as high as five years, depending on the size of the bridge and uh, how deep you have to put the foundations in. Uh, that's gonna determine. Most of the bridges are built anywhere from one year to five years. What are the cables holding up a suspension bridge made out of? Those are very highly treated uh, steel bridges, it's a very high, it's, it's got chemical impregnations. They're called cable stayed bridges. And uh, everything is hung from the top of those cables. Uh, it's like a specialized treated uh, steel uh, material plus with some other metals added to it to give the strength. And also they add chemicals to protect it from the weather because Corrosion is a big problem in most of the bridges. It means, you know, the uh, corrosion is something over a period of time, it eats uh, the thickness of the steel because of the weather and a lot of uh, chemical reactions. So they add some chemicals to those uh, steel and those are cable spray bridges. It can withstand very high loads. So is it like this, the smaller the bridge, the lesser time it takes to build and the longer the bridge the more time it takes 
Or is it like this? The less technology, the more time. The more technology, the less time. In the bridge construction, the technology has been pretty much the same. Not a whole lot of changes have happened technologically to the bridges. So because of that, uh, bridges which are shorter in length take shorter in time. Bridges longer in length, it take more time to build it. As far as technology, there are very little advances in the last 50 to 60 years. However, the way we built 50 years, the bridges, we are almost building the same thing, but the documentation of keeping track of how it was built, that's where we use technology mostly, but within the bridge is still the steel, the concrete, and uh, some monitoring technologies have changed, but the construction technologies, same crane is used, same type of labor work is involved, so not much has changed radically, not like computers, right? Like 25 years ago, you open a computer, it looked different, and today you open a computer, it looks totally different. But in a bridge construction or roadway construction, the, that has not changed. You, open, you cut open a road, you will see the same thing 50 years ago, what you see now, but maybe slight improvement in the middle. Coming to roads, when there were no Google Maps or satellite images, how would they know which way a new road had to be built to reach its right direct destination? Well, this is a very excellent question. Uh, in fact, um, this is like an age-old question. How do you make sure the roads go from one place to another? Thank what you. engineers do is, before they do any design work, they send out somebody called surveyors, okay? Uh, the surveying, they have like some instruments. They walk from the place where the bridge has to start and where the bridge has to end. They take different route and they calculate the height and the width and everything. And they do multiple passes. Then they figure out which is the cheapest way. They, they'll pick at least four or five routes, right? And they will see which one is the cheapest to build and which one is the safest to build. So they pick a combination of the safest way and probably the most cheapest way. Uh, so the surveyors are the people who make that exercise. Uh, even today, they do the same exact thing, but with a better technology. Uh, in fact, in our family, uh, Shamu Tata uh, used to supervise those crews once upon a time, and then he started building roads and bridges. Uh, I also did some surveying initially when I started the work so that you can figure out how to build the road because uh, without the surveying, you cannot start the design of the road. Is there a difference in the way different types of roads are built, such as city roads, highways, racetracks, runways, and so on? Yes. Um, well, the road, if you look at the road, it, it's basically the primary function of the road is to carry the load which you put on top of it, right? Like, let's start with a very basic one, like the street which we walk on in your, let's say, uh, a street in your hometown, right? Uh, let's say it's a street in a small village. 
people look at it and say, what are the things I have going on top of the road? Some light equipment, some people. So they design the thickness of the road based on who is going to use it. Now you come to the airport. In the airport, you have seen those runways. There you have these humongous planes landing in at a full speed with a lot of load, with sudden impact. There the thickness of the road changes and also the type of material they use uh, also changes. That's why you see the runways are made from concrete uh, whereas the normal, some of the streets, they don't use concrete, they use asphalt. And the other thing which also matters is what type of environment you're building the road in. If you get a lot of rain in a certain places, then you got to build the road to make sure the water gets drained out. It won't stay on the road. And in some cases, there is a lot of snow, then you got to make sure uh, you have protection if it snows, uh, how to remove the snow and what type of uh, grade and the thicknesses you got to apply because there is a lot of snow coming. So depending on, there are two major impacts there. One is what type of traffic you see on the road. Number two is what is the environment surrounding where the road is located. Those two things are going to be different for every location and every use. So that's how the roads are designed. If you don't use a road for long, like one or two months, does it get dirty and old? And when after one or two months, when a car or bus comes on it, does it break? No, it, it, uh, it should not. The only difference is, some of the asphalt roads, some type of materials they put on asphalt roads, the top half an inch of material they put on asphalt roads, it's supposed to have traffic almost regularly. Say, if you build that type of road and not put traffic for one year, then that road, the top surface will start cracking. That's an exception, like one year there is no traffic, then it or six months to one year, no traffic, then the top layer will start uh, breaking down. Uh, but other than that, if you, normal roads, if you don't put traffic for two months, nothing will happen, there will be dirt, uh, small dust particles may collect, and when the first car comes along, everything will fly away. So it should not matter. How do you build tunnels without the land above collapsing? Oh, that's, uh, see, the tunneling is a totally different technology, right? The way they do it is there are different types of tunnels. One, the tunnel they, which you do underwater, and you put linings around it, and you start drilling them. And when you start drilling them, you replace it with a non-collapsible wall around the tunnel, and you build a strong uh, material surrounding the entire area of your uh, circle of the tunnel you're boring. There are specialized boring machines which uh, gets put in on both sides or sometimes on one side, then they start digging the dirt out and they will hold uh, simultaneously these machines, they will hold the road on top of it and start taking the dirt out. And once they put a lining under the tunnel, that lining is sufficient to hold the material on top, then it will remain in place. Is a boring machine 
a big drilling machine on wheels yes it it it's a depends sometimes it's on wheels sometimes the machine is so unique that for a new tunnel they have to build a new machine uh it takes one year to build a machine for that new tunnel and uh then it don't have wheels then it just have some frames and the hydraulics surrounding it and after that tunnel is built that machine you cannot use it anywhere so they dismantle it and they will uh sell it for somebody else as a uh, salvage material or scrap material because uh, every tunneling machine is a bit different every boring machine has got different technologies there are two or three technologies um which is uh, which has come from europe and uh, most of the tunnels are drilled even in united states from european contractors why did you choose to be a, a civil engineer as a child what did you want to be well that's uh, another excellent question vedant as a child when i was growing up um i did had any fixed ideas but it so happened two of my uncles which you know them very well uh they were civil engineers uh, kota mama and uh, shamu mama they were uh, my uncles and uh, they were uh, civil engineers and um uh, i went to the interview and uh, they asked me which engineering then i said civil engineering because i liked what they did and uh, i'd heard some experiences from them so i said maybe i should become a civil engineer and then i became a civil engineer uh, that's how i started and uh, pretty much i've been doing that you know yeah as a kid i was also fascinated with uh, as a child i was a I was a little bit fascinated towards guns and uh, I would have said maybe army and I even went for the army selection got selected but I didn't go I decided to become a civil engineer I would say largely due to the influence of my uncle Shamu mama so you liked what they did that's why you went for what they did um yeah see my dad also encouraged me uh because he used to work on civil engineering projects even though he was not a civil engineer per by training but he worked on many civil engineering projects and uh, i grew up in uh, on big projects where i could see the executive engineer quarters were like uh, nice homes so i was like wow you become engineer and the government will give you a good job and a good uh, house Uh, so i said yeah why not you know so i signed up wow i want to have a childhood like you oh thank you <laughs> what is your favorite road bridge or tunnel and why my favorite uh, roadway i would say some of the roadway in uh, palm in key west actually uh, where when i drive from miami to key west i see ocean on both sides uh almost you could smell the ocean and if you pull over you could walk into the ocean i would say those are the best uh, roadways i've seen um tunnels have not been driven have uh, not driven in so many tunnels so i cannot tell you exactly which tunnels i like you know so i would say uh, roadway is my favorite i've been on the miami to key west roadway with you remember when i yes. came to miami Yes, yes. And uh, that wasn't that drive a beautiful drive? Yes, it was. What are your hobbies? Well, that's a good question. Um it kind of varies from time to time, right? 
sometimes uh, I get to do some exciting hobby, like I uh, participated in uh, Exhagana play. Uh, I've done two or three plays of Exhagana. And uh, sometimes I get to read and sometimes I get to watch uh, Bollywood movies. And then of course I walk a lot and I've done uh, about uh, three or four, uh, four half a marathon. So I like walking. So you could say that for my hobbies. Even I like reading. That's a very good thing. Thank you. What is your favorite food? Oh, my favorite food is always uh, home cooked. Uh, I think the best style I ever like is, uh, is Sado Chatham with uh, papadams. You know, that's my all time favorite. But of course, a lot of North Indian stuff, uh, which uh, Padmaja cooks for me every now and then. So a lot of North Indian stuff also, I like it. Even I like a few North Indian stuff. Yeah, that's good. Thank you so much for coming on my show. Oh, it was my pleasure, Vedant, and uh, all the best. Have fun. Uh, I'll talk to you again. Just like I said in the beginning, this would be an exciting interview. It was an exciting interview. Thank you. Thank you, Vedant. My pleasure. Dear listeners, follow my Facebook page, Curious Vedant, to get updates on the upcoming episodes, to listen at least on your phone and get notified about future episodes. Subscribe by searching for Curious Vedant wherever you get your podcasts, such as Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, and many more. You can also listen to my show on vedan.buzzproud.com. Thank you for listening to Curious Vedan. And don't forget to rate and leave comments.